0: About real estate.
1: (laughs) Real (laughs) estate. Real estate. Okay, so we are back. Hi, Marta. Hi, Ben. How are we doing? I feel like I say the same thing every time. Doesn't matter. Like we are back. It's authentic.
0: We're not about being fake.
1: Yeah, that's true. We're we are. We're trying to be as real as possible.
0: We're real, man.
1: I'm yeah, real we man. are. Mm-hmm. But we're back here with another episode of How the Fuck Do I Podcast. It's another
0: episode of How the Fuck Are We Going to Do Something.
1: So, how are we feeling today? What's going on? Let's let's talk real quick. I
0: mean, I think we're feeling good. I think we're feeling good that we've got seven episodes. This <sighs> is the seventh episode.
1: I can't. I know that's like, probably not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but I am thoroughly impressed that we've gotten to seven episodes. I agree.
0: In fact, can we even? Can we do a quick high five
1: real quick? Just, yeah, Lean in. Just, high
0: five. Yeah, Woo. Seven episodes considering we both have real jobs. I'd say it's a, it's, it's a pretty good feat.
1: It's a, I agree. I agree. And we both live in different cities as I'm sure many of, many of the five listeners uh, know. Yes. Um, maybe six. We're here six. in Southern California. It's a beautiful day. We're, it's we're been st- raining like crazy. We're
0: still in Eli's amazing loft studio.
1: It, it's incredible. And I mean, this Eli came through for us last minute. Eli's
0: the man. The he loves the man. And he's definitely gonna give us some good expressions that we can I can translate into oh, this yeah. episode, some reactions. But Ben, I mean, we need to keep plugging this so people know that this is a two way conversation. This is a dialogue.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're doing this for the listeners, not only for ourselves, for but all for all five of them. For all five listeners. So, you know, I think it's important that we get feedback from you guys on what we should what what do you what the fuck do you guys wanna learn? That's right. What what do you want to know how to do? What do you want to know how to do so we can go out and 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 talk to the right people and at the same time how can we improve on delivering those those facts, those tips to you. you are know, you sick are- of
0: me saying like? Tell me. I right? already know, but keep telling keep shaming me and I'll stop doing criticism. It. <laughs> That's right. Please so- send
1: your constructive compliments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and your feedback and criticism to our Gmail.
1: How the bleep do I podcast at gmail.com because we can't say fuck on Gmail. That's
0: right. And you can follow us on how the fuck do I podcast on Instagram because you can say fuck on Instagram. So you can follow us on how the fuck do I podcast on Instagram, email us how the I podcast at gmail.com.
1: We wanna hear from you.
0: And go into iTunes if you like us, help us reach our goal of getting a hundred reviews.
1: hundred. We can do this.
0: One hundred percent. One hundred
1: percent goals. 100%.
0: That's right. So so give us some reviews, help us get that goal. But I think we should talk about you for a minute cuz you've just hit a very big life milestone. We did.
1: We did, which is a great segue into this episode, but yes, it is 2019 and I am excited to say that I have purchased my first home Woo! here in Los Angeles. Super exciting. <laughs> Wow, what a process it was. I mean, oh my God, I learned so much. I was very, very nervous going through this from the moment it started. Uh I haven't moved in yet. I literally just closed on it this week. So I am in the process of getting it painted and getting it all done and said and done. So honestly, I don't really believe that I own a home yet. You, you know? do though. I know. And you got a
0: crazy. mortgage now, son.
1: Oh, no, okay, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> but it's very exciting time and so, you know, I obviously wanted to talk about this process because it was insane for me. And I think it has brought a lot of conversation with my friends and my family about, you know, what was it like for you? I'm getting a lot of questions of, what process I went through? How did I get to this point? And I'm just like, okay, we have to fucking put this on a podcast, and we have to get someone who is fucking amazing to talk about it with us.
0: Absolutely, and and provide some guidance because it's a hard it's a hard process. I know it's I never scary. thought I'd own property, and I I feel so grateful. I'm sure. I mean, did you ever think you'd own property?
1: No. I mean, it was always a dream. Like I always like said, one day it will happen for me, but I didn't think it would happen now. I think the best part is, is I just I had people and and I had a great real estate agent who um, is probably going to be pissed that I'm talking to another real estate agent and she's not it's on this. It's about
0: the collective learning.
1: It is. We can
0: have her on another
1: episode. We will. Ellen Henry Real Estate. You should go check her out. But you know, to have someone like that to walk you through, to have a real estate agent, a great real estate agent to walk you through it. It's doable for anyone, no matter what. And so um, I, you know, we wanted to bring someone on um, that has had over a decade of experience in this business, uh, is on a show maybe called Million Dollar Listing. Every on now and then he
0: pops in and out of it, you know, every now and then I'll be like, is that Aaron Stell
1: on, on, a, Bravo TV on a, show. a Bravo
0: television show?
1: million dollar listing
0: <laughs> every now and then and just a really great person who i've known a very very, very long time so our guest today is aaron Stell. say hi aaron
2: hi aaron
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> aaron
0: i've known since college he was the best man in me and tony's wedding That's we awesome. go way back and aaron... how did you guys
1: meet in college friends and i think we had oh some class classes together yeah
0: yeah we had the same major shout out to the org com major at california state university no of chico that's right.
2: <laughs> statistics,
0: <laughs> <laughs> statistics, basic checkoff.
1: Love that. That's
0: right. So yeah, we, we met through school, through class. That's right. I think it was actually probably through class first. And then we had a lot of mutual friends, but Aaron has been working in real estate a long time. He's been working his way up. He's had his own business. He just launched another new practice or that would say practice. What do you call it?
2: It wouldn't be a brokerage, but it's just a, a team, a, a team,
0: brand. stellar real estate, stellar right? real estate group. Yep. Get the pun. Because his last name's Stell.
2: Stellar. I like that. Stellar Real Estate. Yeah.
0: And they're based out of Southern California. And Aaron's just a really great person. And like what I love about Aaron, he's so, he's such an honest person. Like I think a lot of times, I mean, I know when I was buying a house, I saw a lot of shady real estate shit going on. And agents who, not my own agent, but we like bid against just shady practices. And so it's nice to get good, solid advice from someone who just cares and want someone to find the right home for them.
2: Well, I appreciate that. I'm really happy to be here. And that is true. There are a lot of crappy real estate agents out there. The biggest thing about that is they're thinking about themselves. And how can I get this deal done and how do I get a commission and get on to the next client? Yeah. It's easy to get caught up in that doing real estate because it is a lot of work, but when you have a good agent, someone who's actually really looking out for you and understands what you're looking for and your needs, you're you're good.
0: Um, so yeah, we want to dive into how the fuck do I buy property. So I want to go back in my DeLorean a little bit, talk about Aaron and where he grew up. And I'm curious, like, did your parents, did you did they own homes?
2: Yeah, when I grew up, my parents owned, I think, a condo when I was a baby. And then we moved to just a normal neighborhood suburbia house when I was younger. And that's where I grew up all the way until I went to college.
0: Oh, wow. Do they, do they still have the same house?
2: No, they sold it. Yeah. They, my mom's moved out of state. She's in Idaho. My dad's up in central California near the coast. So I'm back finally living in right in the same area where I grew up after quite a while.
0: Oh, with his, with his wife, who's also a high school sweetheart.
2: Oh, and who's no also a real estate agent too now. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Isn't that cute? That's awesome. That's
0: yeah, it was But Casey's rad.
2: How long have you guys been married for now? We've been married seven years now, but we met when I was 17. Wow. That's awesome.
0: Long time. And Aaron's had a ton of different jobs over the year, but it's all kind of led up to real estate. And so I was curious if you chose real estate or if it chose you.
2: I think it really did choose me. When I finished college, right after I had left college, I decided I want to do something fun. I didn't want to go and get a job. You know, at a normal job, Corporate whatever, whatever I thought was like the normal me, job. The nine to five. <laughs> That's
0: me. <laughs> That's me
2: too. <laughs> so I moved to Aspen, Colorado, and I was like, I'm going to be a ski bum. I just, I'm going to work there for a couple of years. If Marta remembers when I was in college, I was like, I'm going to go and work at club med. Totally. When I'm going to totally go that. and like live on the beach or club med, something <laughs> like that. I found out there was a club med in Colorado. Uh, I was like, well, maybe I'll do that. Didn't end up even, I think, applying to that, but I figured I'm going to go out to Aspen. I'm gonna get a job and i'm gonna see what happens so i got a job at the ritz carlton they've got a ritz carlton club in aspen which is like an ownership club so it's not a normal hotel and i was a valet and then a concierge but i saw all these dudes who were walking around in suits and it's a ski town so nobody's really wearing suits and all that kind of stuff and uh, they were always sharp dressed and they were taking clients about they were taking them to lunch and dinner at the hotel I was like what is that how the fuck do i do that yeah So I asked uh, one of the managers, how do I get into this? And they said, well, you have to have a real estate license. And it's not that hard. If you're good with people, it could work out. So I took about nine months and I got a real estate license. I went through the online courses and did all that stuff. And literally, I think the only reason they hired me was because the manager at the time was on his way out. So he didn't care. He was like, sure, I'll hire you. And then he quit like two weeks after I had started. So I was really green. But that was my first introduction to real estate. And I just realized that I liked working with clients. I was good with people. And it wasn't that hard.
0: And you ended that in Anguilla.
2: Yeah. From there, my then manager who assumed the role of the guy who left she moved to a different company, Viceroy. Viceroy is based out of L.A. Here, uh, they were developing a project in the Caribbean, and she asked me if I wanted to move out there to help launch their product. They were; it was still under construction, wow. but they wanted me to help with pre-sales. So I picked up, and I spent two years out there. Wow! How was it living out there? I mean, what was the biggest? What was the biggest shock for you? The biggest shock was that um, you don't stay skinny drinking Heineken all day. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite beer. Oh, my favorite beer. uh-oh. Don't so, move yeah, to Anguilla.
0: Be careful.
2: <laughs> now, it was really cool because all the clientele was pretty much American. There were some European, but mainly East Coasters because just like the Caribbean is very close to there, like Hawaii is California's Caribbean, right? So I was dealing with a lot of New Yorkers, people that were on vacation. Everyone was there for a good time. And it was a lifestyle purchase not a necessity purchase so a lot different than what i'm doing now that was 2007 Mm -hmm. when i lived there 2007 to 2009 ish and i've gone back there half a dozen times to vacation I've got a bunch of friends who are local on the island who lived there their whole lives so when we go we'd do dinner with them i'm like you know the only white guy at the table and it's it's really fun
0: yeah well so we'll go back maybe sometime with aaron when he's vacationing yeah, outside the doors closed. yeah and
1: i also think it's really cool like you took a risk and you went somewhere completely unfamiliar and and i think it's it sounds like it really shaped and changed your life and i think for a lot of people out there, it's it's about taking those risks and giving giving things a chance. Yeah. Um, and look what it's turned out for for you.
0: Well, for you. and God, we could do a whole other episode on Aaron's like life and career Seriously. because Aaron then from there went and lived in Australia. But oh I think God. one of the great things about I think that makes. Aaron's life intersect with real estate is that Aaron has seen many different ways in which people live their lives and have homes. And so home doesn't really mean one specific thing to someone who's lived in a bunch of different countries.
2: It's true. And I think about it all the time because I have friends when I moved back here who I thought were way ahead of me in life because they had already owned a home. They had been in their home for five years. Some of them went through the recession where they own homes, they lost their homes. Now they're back on track I feel really fortunate that I really never did that because I was always traveling around. So while I didn't have the stability maybe that they have, like they were a little bit more rooted, I've got this whole life experience of other things that I've seen. So I think that's helped to shape me and make me more appreciative of what I have now. But I didn't own my first home until literally two years ago.
1: I love that because it just shows like, you know, especially these days in society, everyone has an expectation for where they should be and what they should do. And I think- you know, there's riches in so many different aspects of life for you. It was travel for the, for you, for your friends. It was being rooted in having a home right away, but there's just, there's like an abundance for everyone in some sort of way. Yeah. You know, there's lots of, accomplished, lots of different good.
0: paths you can take. Yeah. So yeah. That's and there's really no cool
2: one right path. That's what right. I've, what I have figured out.
0: I think one more thing just around Aaron's experiences. I just wanted to know why Aaron, you wanted to go on your own. You know, what, what was the kind of motivation to go on your own?
2: So I had been with, um, A brokerage Keller Williams for a long time and I had also had a partner for the last four years and I just had different goals and he had a different vision than what we kind of we decided while everything was still really cool while we were friends um, to just go go in our own direction so literally two months ago I decided that I wanted to go on my own build a team and work with my wife I mean how cute that's awesome
0: so what are the things because i always think like you kind of walk in to see a house and you don't you just think it looks this way so what are the things that realtors do to prep a house before they show it
2: so it really depends if you're if i'm showing a house yeah that i've never shown before right i like to set an appointment with my clients and i'll get to the house five minutes before they get there if i can It's not my house. It's someone else's house, right? I'm just showing them. Yeah. I'll get the lights turned on. I'll walk through, do a quick walkthrough to make sure that I know the layout of the house. If there's an Amazon Echo in there, I'll turn on Alexa just to set the ambiance if I can. Alexa,
0: help me sell this house.
2: (laughs) And then when they arrive, they, they walk through. I show them around like I know everything because I've been there a couple minutes before them. It just gives me the ability to feel like... I'm professional and that they're working with the right person.
0: So if your real estate agent doesn't show up early and before you, is that a bad sign?
2: No, it's not because these days now nobody ever rides in the car with us. You know, I think a long time ago it used to be like your real estate agent picks you up and drives you around. That only happens now when people are coming from out of town, people that aren't from the area. I'm like, sweet. You want to get in my car? Good. I've got a nice big back seat. I'll drive you around. I can give them info on the area, et cetera. Now it's like, Hey, I want to see these properties. Okay, great. Where are we meeting? So people meet me there. The first property, I always try and get there early, get it all set up. And then from there, they're just following me to the next house. So I can't really control what happens at the next houses. I unlock the doors. Sometimes there's people in the house. Sometimes there's not. I try and create just like a, a good showing experience and point out all the good and bad features of the homes. Have you ever walked into a disaster before? Yes. The funniest one is, I think it was a couple of years ago, I walked into a house that was, it said vacant. So I unlocked the door, I walk in and my clients follow right behind me. And there's someone on a couch, this blew out a massive bong hit. <laughs> like, and they, and like He looked as shocked as I was like, what are you doing here? What did you do? I was like, and my clients were already in the house and they were like, oh, we're really sorry. He's like, no, it's cool, I'll just go outside
0: were you like all right bye i was like
2: okay and then like literally we we rushed through that house because we felt we were in someone awkward. else's space but they were cool <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, well you know it's legal i'm like okay <laughs> that, was, that was probably one of the most awkward ones it was funny though
0: what's a favorite story you have of a client you've worked with
2: you really get to know someone when you spend 30 plus days working with them because mm-hmm. let's say you now know the process. You get into escrow, you you know, the whole loan and everything takes about 30 to 45 days. And that's not including the time that you've spent shopping with that person. It could take you two months to find the right house. So you get to know people's personalities and become friends. One of my favorite stories is that now on my team, I have three past clients that I've helped to get licensed, trained, and are now selling real estate on my team. Wow. And they became, they were just past clients of mine. Wow,
0: that's, that's awesome.
2: Cool. That's really, really cool.
0: That's very cool. I'm curious, you know, what are the main reasons that your clients are are buying property right now? Is it, is it a first home or a first property? Is it a second property? Like what's kind of the main driver you see?
2: So in the area that I'm based in, Southern California, Rancho Cucamonga, Inland Empire is where I'm at. Most of the people there are just looking for their primary home. It's not a vacation destination. It's not a second home. Most people, they're either looking for their first house, Mm -hmm. which is really fun. They're trading up. So they're selling a condo to go to a larger house or they're downsizing. Got a lot of people that are downsizing and moving out of state. Each scenario is different, but for the most part, it's their primary home that they're planning to live in. One of the
1: things that I talk about a lot with my friends that ask me are like, well, I have some savings, but you know, I definitely don't have anything to, to, you know, a huge amount to put down or I'm, I, I'm not ready to kind of get the process started. And what I found was that anyone, no matter what financial situation you're in, can get the process started, you know, to figure out how much you can afford or where to start looking just to get an idea. So to prepare yourself. So uh, I want to ask you, how, how could someone go about getting started? You know, if they don't, you know, if they have a fear of getting started, what, what, what steps could they take to, to get their feet off the ground to, to start the process?
2: Most people start their search online. There's so many different websites now. And you look at all the TV shows. Everything these days is based around property, Property Brothers, uh, HGTV, all the things that get people into it. So searching online is where people mostly start. Right. But then it's like, how the fuck do I buy a house? Right. So... Working with a real estate agent is my honest advice, the best way to start, because most real estate agents have relationships with lenders, with all the people that you're going to need to help fill out the whole picture. We do a lot on our side to help show you the homes, to help guide you, but it's putting all the pieces together. So most people don't think they can afford a house. I get that all the time. I would love to buy, but I don't have the down payment well, did you know that you can purchase a home with as little as 3% down? There's programs out there that give down payment assistance. Everyone thinks that they have to have 20% down, awesome credit, all these things to be able to buy a house. Most of the people I work with are putting less than 10% down and have decent credit. It's just educating them that, Hey, it can actually be done and you don't have to be a rock star.
1: You know, I was fortunate enough to have a friend who became my real estate agent. How would someone go about finding a good real estate agent? And then from there defining, you know, like, okay, this person does really care about me and my first home and not necessarily, you know, getting this deal done. How would, how would someone kind of like navigate finding
2: that person to get them them started? So most people know a real estate agent. I always tell people when I'm going to sell someone's house, like go on a listing. I'm like, you probably know or have a family member that's in real estate, but that doesn't mean you need to work with them. You know, if you didn't have someone like that, I think you didn't have any friends. Right. (laughs) But it's finding someone that actually is good and that knows what they're doing. So it's not just that they care about you and that they, that they are going to take good care of you, but they have to be knowledgeable. So the internet now is so easy, right? I mean, if you go on sites like Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, all those sites, they have ratings to show how many sales they've done, um, past client reviews, all that kind of stuff. So if you don't know anyone... Oh, or, so
0: it's like a Yelp for real estate exactly agents. Exactly the same thing. Yeah, Yelp oh. for real, or, or
2: Yelp is a good place too because real estate agents like myself advertise or we have reviews on Yelp. Oh, I didn't know that. I
0: didn't either. Yeah, right. Is that
1: is that just for real estate agents? Or is it like anyone, any profession
2: could be rated on Yelp? I mean, with everything, you look at all businesses and there's so many platforms. You have to have Google ratings. You have to have... Um, Yelp, you have to have whatever. Yeah. So that's a good place to start. Online is really easy. And yeah. all the things you really need to look at is you know, how, what their past clients say, how busy they are, and do they have, they service the areas that you're looking for. Right. From there, the biggest thing is, do they answer the phone when you call them? Because you click on any of those sites and it says contact agent. It could just be a general inquiry. It can be anything. If they don't answer or if they don't have a voicemail set up, go to the next one. Wow.
0: All right, so you hear it right there. Look them up, read reviews, call them, see if they pick up. That's the test. Just
2: throw it out there. And That's then right. make sure that they're a good personality fit. If you have a phone conversation with them and they don't sound like they care or they're too busy or they're a douche, <laughs> just say, That's right. okay, I'll go to the next one. I don't want to buy it's a property. It's been great talking with you. Yeah, thank you, you very much
0: for your time. <laughs> okay, let's take a different scenario. Let's say you own property, you own a condo, you have a starter house and you're really big balling or you're ready for an upgrade. Um, how do you know that you can afford to go bigger? Because I think that's a different, that's a different phase, right? There's the first time homeowner, then there's, I'm going to my second house or property. My life has changed. I need something different.
2: It's looking at when you bought the house, what'd you pay for it? And it's pretty easy to look online or talk to a real estate agent to find out how much could I sell my house for, today if I wanted to move. So if you bought the house for a hundred thousand dollars, well, that never happens in California, let's say you bought the house (laughs) for $250,000 as a condo, you bought it five years ago and now they're selling for 350, right? So you've made some good equity in it. So then you know that you've got, you know, a hundred grand plus that you can essentially take to your next property. Right. And then it's connecting the dots to say, how do I get to the next place? Where do I wanna move? And again, going with a real estate agent, they're gonna connect you with a lender. A lender is gonna be the person who really makes that whole thing happen. Um, I'm not a good financial person. you know. I don't know what interest rates are. Statistics I don't know all that majors. stuff with regards, you know, <laughs> what's your payment gonna look like? But uh, when it comes down to the daily finances of what it's gonna cost for someone to do a loan and all that, A lender is really going to give that breakdown to say, you know, what are taxes, what are all this stuff and how much is my payment going to be?
1: Yeah, you know, and I think you bring up a really great point. You know, now now we're talking from real estate agent and now you need to find a lender. And I think it's the same, you know, advice that you kind of gave for finding the right lender. For me, I had to talk to a couple people not only to give me the best rate, but to also, you know who's picking up my calls, who's getting back to me. So I think one of the things was I, that I was so scared of is like, oh, okay, now I'm talking to this lender, but I don't feel too good about him, but we're already deep into the conversation. And Ellen was just like, no, we can switch. We can we can go with yeah. someone else if you don't feel good. And and again, the real estate agent, Ellen and yourself, Aaron, like are, are there to walk us through those steps. But again, it's about feeling good throughout the entire process with who you're working with, who you're talking to.
0: It's pretty crazy when you talk to a lender and they go, "Okay, here's here's what you make, and here's the scope of what you can afford." I remember seeing like, "Here's what you can afford," and I was like, "No, no, 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 that's not true." But it's, it's actually, they're just calculating a lot of different factors of your income and it's taking into consideration how you change your lifestyle to make it work, to invest back in yourself. And so I found it to be really informative and actually empowering to go talk to a
2: lender. It is. And you'll actually spend more time talking to your lender throughout the purchase process than you do your realtor. You know, there's some key points where we come in and we help throughout the sale or the transaction, but the lender is the one always calling you, Hey, I need these documents. Can you get me this? Do you have questions on this? Or, hey, we need to change this scenario. So that, as I'm sure, you had that experience. 100%.
1: I mean, that's exactly what I did was, you know, it, and it was funny because... Ellen was like, she was through me with me through the whole process, but the most chat we had was at the very beginning to find the home and then right at close. And that was like the time that it was me and
2: her, but you're right. The entire process was, was my lender. And and on the back end that you guys don't see or that most people don't see is my job is to communicate with the lender to make sure that they're hitting all the milestones so that your loan is gonna get approved so that you can buy the house. So I might not be communicating that to you to say, well, I've been talking to the lender, but that's what I'm doing. Wow, ah, I didn't even know that.
0: Good to know. Good to know how the sausage gets made. Right? And we're, we're talking a lot about, about like logistical sausage, yeah. which is awesome. I wanna go emotional sausage.
2: Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I like <laughs> sounds that. Like, sounds like a band. <laughs> that's a
0: band name. Um, so what I found often when I was buying a house was like, you know, how do you know you found the one because you you kind of fall in love with all of these houses. But looking back, I'm like, I really love my house. And I'm so glad I didn't buy the three others that I lost in the process because the Bay Area is very competitive. Um, but how, what do you what advice do you give people about how they know it's the one? How do you really know this is the house for you?
2: So when you start the search process, everyone has the grand ideas of everything that's going to tick the boxes. And I always tell people, look, it doesn't matter if you if you add a million dollars to your budget of the house that you want, it's still not going to tick all the boxes. So it just really has to feel right. And sometimes it'll be the first home people walk into. But most of the time, it's a few others that they see first. And sometimes people will say, Aaron, this is the one I'm like, dude, I just met you five minutes ago. And we've only looked at one house. You can't buy this one yet. I have to show you at least five or six other properties just so that you are sure. But people know when they walk in that, you know, the light is right, the the flow, the, the layout. It's not just the house. It's also got to tick the boxes of the neighborhood. Is it work for my commute? Does it tick... A majority of the boxes, and maybe not every single one. I tell people all the time when I'm showing them, look, we don't have to do the dog and pony show. If we walk into a house and you know that this is not the one, let's just turn around and go. We don't have to walk around and look at every room. If you get a vibe or you don't like the smell of the cooking that's stuck to the walls in there, you know, you you, you walk into some houses and they just have a, a scent. Let's go. Let's find you the house that works. You just have to
1: like. I feel like for me, because I I saw three other places before I saw this one. Um, and they were all great, but it did not give me that feeling when I walked
2: in to the, to the place that I have now.
0: That's probably pretty true. I'm thinking about, so we lost several properties cause it was just so damn competitive. Up that was in. probably
2: a necessity for you. You're like, shit, we got to get a house. This one, this one will work. Right, right,
0: right. Well, yeah, it was. It was like that pressure. Like you got to buy something, and I. But you have to envision yourself. Like, okay, this is Christmas. This is family dinners, and you have to. You kind of get emotionally attached to it. So it's hard when you lose it. But in hindsight, I think our homes did spark joy because it's a Spanish style house, and there's very little in the Bay Area, and it reminds me of L.A. Like Tony and I were like, we love it.
2: We love it. And I remember when I talked to Tony about when you guys bought that house, he was saying that window in the front. Yeah, yeah. I that love was that the window. Big thing. I remember the window yeah how long you guys been there eight years now
0: no it's coming up in five years years, yeah five years in that house i still
2: remember that conversation when he was like Dude, that window was—that was it for me.
0: Yeah, that's and the window is like one of our—it's one of my favorite features of the house. So that's a good point about does a feature, does something just spark joy yeah. with you? It's a good so, barometer.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so I—I th- I think to that point, it's you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things that you have to allow to come to you. So the process, the length—you talk about forty-five days escrow and then maybe two months before that to find a home, but. I, I don't think that it, it it could be any length of time. So one of the things that for me that Ellen talked to me about was, you know, let's get you started. Let's find out how much you can afford. And then we don't have to find a home in the next two months. You don't have to find a home in a year, but at least you know, like what you're looking for. And that allowed me to kind of start finding that spark of joy. So for for people that want to go through this process is there expectations for them to get started into once they get started to buy a home or like how do you broach them with like getting the process started?
2: I ask a series of questions and the first one is always what what's your timeline? You know, people will be like, Hey, I'm in a lease right now. They're selling the property and I need to be out. I need to be in a house in a month or two. So they have a real need, right? They know that they want to purchase that. That's their goal. So, those are probably less emotional on the, I love it, I have to find the perfect home. But then other people are like, hey, I'm on a month-to-month lease, when I find the right property, I'm gonna buy it. Me,
1: <laughs> It's That's exactly it's me.
0: Everyone's <laughs> got a different scenario, yeah. yeah. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making when they're buying property?
2: Buying out of fear or thinking that, just like you were saying in the Bay Area a few years ago, <laughs> it's that it's now so competitive, too. it's now too, that it's so competitive that, if I don't put my offer in on this home, then I'm never going to get a house, so I'm just going to settle. You really don't have to settle because as long as I've been doing this, the stars really do align. I know it sounds cheesy to say that, but just like you said, when you walked into your house, Ben, it was all like you, you knew it yep. right away.
0: That's good advice. We don't need to rush. You find the right thing that sparks joy for you, everybody. Yep. You that That's it. the takeaway right there.
2: It, is. it
0: um, is. Oh my gosh, Aaron, I feel like you've given a lot of great takeaways of what to look for in a real estate agent. Yeah,
1: they were really, really great, easy tips that I think people can walk away with to really get themselves started in yeah. this process. And
0: and start the process and know you don't have to settle. Take the time, find something that, that sparks joy for you.
2: Yeah. And work with someone that helps to paint the whole picture for you who has good relationships that can connect you with the lender that can just facilitate the whole process for you. Cause anyone can be a door opener. If that you want to do that, go to Redfin. Redfin will always, you can just go online and say, I want to see this property. They're going to send someone there for you. You don't have to pay them. You don't have to do anything. But if you want someone who actually is going to help guide you through the whole thing, through
0: the whole, process, through the whole which, process, which is cumbersome and you don't realize it until you buy it. Yeah. 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 So the real estate agent's only as good as their network, right? That they have great people to work with. Correct. Well, Aaron, this has been super informative. We want to take you into our fun speed round. Okay. So this is a round where Ben and I just take turns asking questions. They are one word or very short answers just, and I wrote a lot of them and I know a lot about you. So I kind of peppered in personal things in here. So, um, shall I
1: start or shall you start? I'll start. Did okay. I don't remember I'll start. You okay. Start. So, uh, vintage or new
2: car? Vintage.
0: Um, What's the total number of tattoos you have? I've noticed in your real estate profile, you're all covered up, but I want people to know that you've got a lot of tattoos under there.
2: What? What? I think really I've only got like four, but they're all big ones.
0: They're
1: big tattoos. They're big
2: tattoos. You're like Kevin Durant. Right. (laughs) You can't see him. on. can't see anything.
1: And then he's blasted.
2: Uh, Best real estate market currently? Southern California is a hot market. I don't think you can go wrong anywhere here. That makes me feel good.
0: What's the most expensive house you've sold?
2: The most expensive house I sold was about two years ago, and it was in Beverly Hills, and it was $8.5 And (laughs) And that's the one that got me onto Million Dollar Listing LA. Uh, What is the biggest house that you've sold? That is a house that I'm selling right now. It is 8,500 square feet.
0: What is the weirdest thing that you have seen in a contract, like weirdest contract stipulation with the house?
2: The buyers wanted the seller's dogs.
0: Did they give him up?
2: No, no, and they didn't. They didn't get, they didn't get the house either. But that's they, like they asking were like, for someone's
1: fucking child. I'm, that straight is straight up.
2: They were like, "We, Aaron, we want this house, but we need those dogs." And I'm like, "That is so, dude. Weird. That's like someone's child, right?" Yeah. Like, no, we had a real connection. If I'm going to buy this house, I want the dogs. I wrote it into the contract.
0: You wow. raging psychopath, wow. raging else's There are stuff. some people out there. Wow. Man. Okay.
1: Um, what is the craziest feature that you've seen to a house? Uh, safe room. Oh, yeah. that's a
2: good one. Yeah, really cool. That's pretty like, cool.
0: We ask everybody this question. Have you ever cried at work?
2: Yeah. Last week? I'm just kidding.
0: It's okay. It's Everyone does. We all we all cry at work. Ben and I talk about this everyone, all
1: the time. Every single person has said they've cried. Yeah, We're, men,
0: women, yeah, all different matter. levels. It all happens.
1: Um, what's
2: your favorite age so far? My favorite age, I'm 36 now. And I would say 35, 36 have been my best years. Every year it keeps getting better. But now my kids are four and six. They're fun. Every year my career gets better. So I think that uh, age is a number. It's more an attitude of how you feel. Age is Most an attitude. Most people think I'm a lot younger.
0: Yeah. Uh, where, where do you want to be in 10 years?
2: In 10 years, I want to still be doing real estate. Um, but I want to have more of a diversified kind of, let's say, empire. I wanna have strategic small teams in different areas of the country.
0: Ben, you have the last question. I
2: have the last question. So um, we always end on this one word. So happiness is? What you make of it. It's not one word, but I think it's just the way that you live your life and the way that you you know see yourself. That's I a love good one. That.
0: Happiness is what you make of
1: what it. What
2: you make of it.
0: That's a good one. That's great, Aaron. Thank you for being with us, giving us your wisdom of how we can start the process, what to look for, how to find a great agent, a group, a network of people who help you in the process. Sharing your stories.
1: Yeah, it was really great to talk to you. How can uh, people find you? How how where can they find you
2: or where can or they learn about
0: Stellar Real Estate?
2: Real Estate. Yep. So Instagram is Stellar Real Estate Group or Stellar RE Group, if that's my handle. Um, Facebook, same thing, Stellar Real Estate Group. If you go on Zillow, Aaron Stell, A-A-R-O-N-S-T-E-L, you'll be able to find me.
0: Can we yelp you?
2: You can yelp me. You You can can... hit
0: the call button, see if he picks up, test him on that. Test me on it. That was an open invitation. If I don't answer,
2: I'll call you back.
0: Um, Check out Aaron, contact him if you're looking to buy or just curious if you can't even buy in the Southern California area. And Ben, I think you owe three fun far you like saying three oh, because right. you said it twice in the beginning and then you said it one more time. Okay. So give us three fun FARB facts.
1: Okay. Uh, number one, my favorite food of all time is ramen. I love ramen. I could eat ramen every like day. Like good
0: ramen or like the ramen that you buy in the no, package? No, not top
1: ramen. But I, 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 now that I own a home, a lot of top ramen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but quality ramen like is my favorite for sure. Nice uh okay that was one number two um i have a shower routine
0: oh man back to the bathroom i thought we were
1: (laughs) i always do the bath. all my facts are in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, tell me about your shower routine my shower routine is uh always the same it is uh shampoo conditioner first
0: you shampoo first
1: shampoo (gasps) conditioner fascinating and then face wash and then, and then my body. And then I'm set. a
0: complete, we're like a complete flip-flop.
1: Really? Yeah. Is that's two?
0: That's, that's only two. Give me one more. Thank you, Eli, for keeping us on track.
1: Every time I leave my apartment or my, my new home, I guess I should say now, uh, I have to check the door. Like I have to, I have to jiggle the, the, the doorknob. And I don't know why, like I will literally, I'll lock up and I'll start walking away and I won't feel good. And you, So you mean, I think it's normal to check the door, but you mean you walk away and you have to come back and do yeah, it. Yeah, like if I don't, like I'll lock up and then I'll jiggle the doorknob and then I'm good. But if I walk away and I don't do that, I'm like, did I lock? I, think I get in my f- car and I'm like, did I lock my door?
0: I think that's a fair thing. I think you're a smart guy.
1: All right, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that with Absolutely. us, Ben. And what a
1: great episode we just had today to learn about how to buy a home yeah super
0: I mean, foundational information and I mean I think it's true you can it's achievable and I mean I, I never thought I'd own a property and and Ben same thing and here we are we both own
1: property we both own property and I, I think anyone can get started just pick up the phone um, use the internet and the process doesn't have to be timely just get your feet off the ground and, and start seeing yeah. what's out there
0: and find someone who you think really will, will be good for you and, and seems like someone you'd want to work with yeah. I think that's the big takeaway so thanks for for joining us thanks to our moms for listening as always Uh, as
1: always props to our moms our number one fans props to the moms uh, yeah what a great day we'll chat
0: next time in the bay see you then
1: later bye